The world is a crazy place. That I know for sure. <laughs> but you know what? As long as we have Avraham Freed in our stratosphere, I feel like things are going to be okay. That's what I do when I'm feeling discombobulated. I listen to Avraham Freed, and today I saw a video clip where he is practicing with maestro Yuval Stupal. Yuval Stupal worked on the Daily Giving concert. He wrote the arrangements for Bisiata Deshmaya that I performed with my band. Now, I don't know if it's because Avram Fried is a Lubavitcher or because he has guts, but he is singing with Nathan Goshen, and this is following last year's duet with Aviv Geffen. Now, if you don't know who Aviv Geffen is, he is an Israeli rock musician that is a very controversial personality, spoke out many times against the Haredim. And then lo and behold, here he is singing with Avraham Fried at a concert I attended last summer. Now, Aviv Geffen is the grandson of Moshe Dayan. He was an Israeli military leader and politician. Thank you, Wikipedia. And also an atheist. Uh, so Aviv Geffen grew up in a secular home. By the way, I don't believe any Jew is really an atheist. Everybody's an atheist until their mother's not feeling well and they need to him for her. So he's a self-proclaimed atheist, but, you know, everybody finds the way back to Hashem when they need him. So Aviv Geffen, his grandson, like I said, was a rock musician, a singer, a songwriter, producer, keyboardist, guitarist, clearly very talented. He was also very controversial. He wrote songs about death, suicide, the army, and his refusal to serve. He actually encouraged people not to serve in the army, and later was exposed that he actually had a medical condition, which was why he did not go to the army. But you could only imagine a lot of Israelis did not appreciate his opinion on that. Basically, he was a very polarizing Israeli, like almost every Israeli is for different reasons. But everybody was surprised when during coronavirus, he shared that he indeed gave his son a bar mitzvah. His son's name is Dylan, named after Bob Dylan. And then last summer, he appeared on stage with who else but Avram Fried, the king of Hasidic music. And on that stage, he apologized to the Haredim for accusing them of spreading coronavirus. He also did an interview on Channel 12 that went viral. And the Haredim forgave him immediately. And he just shared how amazed he was by the thousands of messages that he got from from people, um, you know, sharing their appreciation for his tshuva in that respect. And then last summer, he sang with Avram Fried a song that he wrote called Pitzoret. It was a duet. He sang it live on stage. I was at the concert. It went viral as well. <laughs> it's amazing. You can do whatever you want. Do tshuva, and then you'll go viral. Huh. Nishke ferlach. Or maybe it's the power of Avraham Fried because he is indeed a superstar. Now he's singing with Nathan Goshen. And the whole reason I brought in the story of Aviv Geffen is because Nathan Goshen is also, in my opinion, a controversial choice. He grew up secular. At 14, he decided to become from. He actually lived in Meish Arim temporarily and then joined the army. Um, but then, you know, kind of just was a little flexible as far as his musical choices went, many of his songs, in my opinion, are not for a from audience. The lyrics are very questionable and inappropriate. But it looks like he's finding his way back to the from community. He's performed with Ishai Rebo, and now he's getting the chance of a lifetime to perform with the incredible Avraham Fried. I would like to see Avraham Fried perform with Static and Benel. And if you don't know who they are, don't Google them. <laughs> they are rappers here in Israel, a pop duo, and, and, and no, no. But you never know. Honestly, Avram Fried is full of surprises. So he might be the lead singer of the Idan Reichel band, dreadlocks and all. <laughs> I promise you Mashiach will be here if that's the case. That's right. 
They say time heals all wounds. That is not true. I don't know who made that up and how it became so popular, but music heals all wounds. So if you are still wounded by some of the things I said in previous episodes, go listen to some music. And don't take me that seriously. If you don't agree with the things that I say, don't worry. Maybe I'll say something different the next episode. This is talk radio. I know we're calling it podcasting in 2022, but essentially this is talk radio. And talk radio, well, it's designed to create conversation. So it's a good thing we're having these conversations. I have received so many messages that both support and decry my stance on using technology, the women of the wall, and Mordechai Shapiro. There are also people who don't like Mordechai Shapiro. Go figure. We can't please them all, but we are definitely here to entertain everyone. And whether you like it or not, this is 100% free entertainment. So can't complain about things that you get for free unless you're israeli because the government is free and i want a refund that's right now i don't usually think about what's going on in the government but last week my kids were home because of a school strike a teacher strike and this week the buses are in strike so even if technically your kids have school you can't get them to school effectively and i know in america you are all sending half your paychecks and your kids to camp this summer and that's great but overnight camp is not a thing here in israel we have school and then we have chodesh nosaf and then we have three weeks of overpriced day camp that only Americans send their kids to. And then school starts again, unless the teachers go on strike. Honestly, I feel like the parents should go on strike. And I'll tell you why. What is the deal with buying your children 400 notebooks at the beginning of the year? I knew there was no way that my kids were going to use those notebooks. And I am 100% right. And the problem is that we opened the packaging. And now my kids are not going to use them next year. Because how could you take a used, unused notebook to school if you can go buy another 48 packs of notebooks that are unused? So you could use them, except you're not going to use them. And next year, we're going to run into the same problem. I'm going on strike. I actually propose that the kids be allowed to take out their smartphones during class, take a picture of the whiteboard and get endicked. We don't have to write notes. We don't need pencils. We save a fortune on supplies. And we're realistically allowing our children to do what they do best. Use their phones for the right reasons. Now, I feel like I need to remind you that this is a comedy show which means that you need to take everything I say with a grain of salt and a spoonful of sugar or a Xanax if you're one of the fanatics that message me that I don't support women because I don't support women of the wall or female rabbis. Now, let me just make my position very, very clear here. I support the right for women to learn Tyra, teach Tyra, and establish themselves as spiritual leaders in and for our Jewish communities. Simple enough. You know what else is simple? signing up for daily giving people keep messaging me that since they signed up for daily giving they have seen increased blessing in their life legit and i know that to be true because since i got involved with daily giving there's been increased bracha in my life and that's what i love about daily giving this is not about which charity you're giving to or how much you're giving them this is about committing to giving just one dollar every single day to tzedakah and this happens while you're sleeping. You wake up in the morning, you get an email, you're like, golly gee, there are over 10,000 people giving $1 a day to all these amazing charities that I really care about. It's a win-win. You get a mitzvah. The charities get tzedakah. And if you want to get your whole family involved, break out a calculator, figure out how much miser you need to give every year, and sign up all your kids and your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents. Every single dollar can be in the merit 
of a family member or a loved one because we know the power of protection that tzedakah provides. Like Charlene always says, you set it and forget it. It's as simple as pie, except that you won't eat pie because you're going to save that dollar bill that you would have spent on the pie by giving it to tzedakah. So not only is daily giving good for your spiritual health, it's also good for your diet. So what are you waiting for? Sign up today, dailygiving.org slash the weekly squeeze so that they know we sent you Join the movement, join the family, see the increased bracha in your life, and become a daily giver today. Now, before we go any further, I just want to put on the record that I am both pro-choice and pro-life. That's why I would like to address the two listeners that I have in Turkey. Please go home. It is dangerous to be in Turkey, and Israel has been reiterating that for weeks now. So if you are in Turkey and you are listening to my podcast and you are not on the way to the airport, you are not pro-choice or pro-life. Unless, unless you're the shlucha who lives there, which I just realized is probably the case. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hi, Chaya. Hope you are well. Remember when we were in school together? Share my podcast. Now, my opinion about the whole Roe versus Wade thing, I know my mother's sitting here with bated breath like, don't say it, don't say it. No, no, I don't have an opinion about it. I honestly don't have an opinion about it. And I'm just going to leave you with this, a quote from Rabsholm Daiber, the Rashab, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe. And he says as follows, there are times to bend like a reed in the wind and times to stand firm as a rock against the tide. From this, I understand that regardless of your position, it is always better to be open-minded and hear other people's opinions and also not to be afraid to stand strongly with your principles and values. So regardless of where you are in this argument or on this debate, it's okay to feel very strongly about it and it's okay to change your mind based on other people's experiences. But enough about that. Let's talk about snakes. Now, I know you thought I was going to say terrorists, but honestly, is there a difference? Because right now, all over Israel, there are very dangerous creatures lurking in the weeds, ready to take you down. That's right. And while some identify as Palestinians, some identify as poisonous snakes. And that was the case for a 12-year-old girl who took a shower at 11 o'clock at night, which, by the way, is a little late for showers, but that's a different subject. And she got attacked by a poisonous snake in her bathroom. Luckily, her parents quickly contacted whoever you contact when there's a poisonous snake in your bathroom at 11 o'clock at night, discovered how lethal the snake actually was, and rushed her off to the hospital where the doctors were thankfully able to save her life. What's the point of the story? Just be careful of snakes and don't take showers past 10 p.m. That's what I always tell my daughters. If you take showers past 10 p.m., I'm not responsible for what happens to you. Okay, and now for a segment I like to call Messages from Famous People. Now, I know a lot of famous people. A lot of famous people know me. And one thing that famous people know is that when they put something out into the universe, chances are it will be shared publicly on a podcast. So don't worry. No one's going to be offended. Okay, first letter. Dear Hanala, I absolutely love your podcast, and that is a fact. And facts don't care about your feelings. And the fact is you talk too quickly. So please slow down. One fast-talking Jew in the top 10 charts is more than enough. Thank you so much. Benjamin Shapiro, Surfside, Florida. That's nice. All right. The next letter is from a young man named Mayor Kalmanson, and he writes, Dear Hanala, why do you need a podcast? I mean, how much attention does one person actually need? <laughs> we love Mayor K. Don't worry. And no, I don't need a lot of attention. I want a lot of attention. And those are two totally different things. And I'm sure if I had a therapist, she would agree with me. All right. Letter number three. Dear Hanala, please say a capital of Tehillim for my bubby. She is old and frail, and it appears that my mother-in-law will soon be the queen. Signed, the Duchess of Cambridge. I'm so sorry, Princess Kate. I totally do not relate to your life at all, because I have an amazing mother-in-law. All right, and one last letter. This is from Nahi at the MP Podcast. Welcome to the top 10. We were going to have you on our show, but clearly you do not need our help, so never mind. That's right. All right, we do love your feedback here. And by we, I mean me and my husband who reads them and laughs and then cries <laughs> that he's married to me. But you can leave your thoughts 
in the Apple Podcast app. Scroll down, you'll see a place to leave comments, leave me a five-star rating, and I'll read them here on the air, whether you are famous or not. Now, being that this is a current event podcast, I feel that it is very important to share that today is 25 years since Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone first appeared on bookstore shelves, changing the lives of mostly J.K. Rowling and her kids, <laughs> because they're now bajillionaires. Um, but yeah, 25 years since I swam against the tide by not actually finishing one entire book. I don't know. I'm just not at the fantasy. It was it was entertaining. I appreciated the first couple chapters, and then it kind of fizzled out for me. But one of my kids read the book about 48 times. Hadassah, how many times did you read Harry Potter? 43. I'm sorry. 43 times, which was why I was so excited when I stumbled across a Harry Potter podcast in Hebrew. But none of my kids were interested. They were just like, we know everything about Harry Potter. There's nothing that that podcast can teach us. I was like, Hebrew. They could teach you Hebrew. <laughs> Better Hebrew. You are still new here in Israel, but alas. What interests me, though, is the controversy, always the controversy. Jon Stewart, a comedian with a podcast, basically like me, except much more rich and famous and <laughs> successful, he claimed that the goblins in Harry Potter resembled anti-Semitic caricatures, secretive hook-nosed bankers rubbing their gnarled hands over piles of gold. Honestly, I, I never noticed, but maybe because I didn't read the books or watch the movies. But if you search long enough, you will find evidence to support anything that you believe in. And I am currently looking at a video clip of Harry Potter, the movie, and there's a Star of David on the bank floor. Now, does that mean that she was suggesting that the bankers were Jews? I don't know, and I don't care. You know why? Because my opinion doesn't matter. Now, if I had written Harry Potter, my opinion would matter. But I didn't, and it doesn't. I will tell you, though, that the Jewish star in the floor was just a coincidence because the bank scene was filmed in the Australian High Commission building in London. And yes, there is a star in the floor. And nobody ever noticed when watching the movie because they were busy looking at the other star, Harry Potter, or whatever, Daniel Radcliffe, who grew up to be... Not much better looking than the goblins in that scene. So, you know, what comes around goes around. Now, if you want to be 100% sure that your children are watching videos that don't contain anti-Semitic tropes, sign them up for Tovido. I mean, I know Nahama and Chaim personally, and I can tell you they are not anti-Semites. <laughs> That's for sure. They are two very hardworking, passionate people who have your children's best interest in mind. And that's why they created an app that, number one, you can take with you on an airplane because, yes, you can download the videos before you fly, which means you can basically take it anywhere. So if you're one of those parents that needs to give your kid a screen in the grocery store so that they don't confuse you and you end up buying things you don't want, Tovito, that's it. And if somebody peers over your shoulder and wants to be all judgmental, you could say, hey, this is Uncle Maishi, and he's teaching my kid all about what's kosher and what's not kosher. So mind your own beeswax. Tovito is jam-packed with quality kosher content, including Bella Bracha, Parsha Time, and so much more. One of our personal favorites is Wonders of Hashem and Toodaloo. If you don't know what Toodaloo is, it is worth your subscription alone. Check out Tovito.com. Use the promo code to get 10% off what's already a phenomenal deal. You'll end up paying $7.99 a month for nonstop kosher quality Jewish entertainment for all the little ones and big ones in your house. I mean, I know some grown-ups that are big Mitzvah Boulevard fans, but, you know, to each their own. Tovito.com. Promo code SQUEEZE10. Now, I know labels are very popular, and I don't mean the ones that are stuck onto your kid's socks when you send them to camp. I'm talking about actual labels, like who are you, where are you from, what are your religious affiliations, and I feel like I need to be completely transparent with you all. I am a mixed bag of kosher-certified roasted nuts. 
You know the pizzuchim you get in the shuk that have cashews and walnuts and hazelnuts and then pistachios still in their shells and then pumpkin seeds and just a combination of all this yummy stuff. And then those crunchy ones that have like a cookie around the peanut. That's me. I'm a mixed bag of nuts. And just like you might break your tooth on a pistachio still in a shell, I can guarantee you're going to love everything I say and think. I'm a Lubavitcher in my blood. I am Sephardi through marriage. I live in a Dati Lumi neighborhood. There are flags all over my porch. I have a daughter in Beis Yaakov. I have friends who are Satmer. I'm all over the place. And that's fine because like a mixed bag of nuts, it gets boring when you're just one big bag of nuts. So much more fun when it's a combination of all these interesting flavors. So in honor of Gimel Tamas, Lubavitcher and me would like to share a thought from a book called Seeds of Wisdom by Mendel Cominson. The Lubavitcher Rebbe's yard site, the 28th yard site of the Lubavitcher Rebbe is Gimel Tamas Sunday. And I thought this was a beautiful story. Maybe I'll share one every episode. We'll see. Let me know in the comments if the Lubavitcher and you is enjoying story time. Here we go. The candle. Late one night, two hours into an audience with the Rebbe, the Israeli diplomat Yehuda Avner asked, hang on, let me use my Israeli accent here, Rebbe, what is it that you seek to accomplish? Yehuda, said the Rebbe to Avner, look there on the shelf, what do you see? A candle, he replied. No, it's not a candle, it's just a lump of wax with a string down the middle. When does this lump of wax become a candle? When you bring a flame to the wick. His voice rising, the Rebbe continued in a Talmudic sing-song. The wax is the body of the human being, and the wick is the soul. The flame is the fire of Tyra. When the soul is ignited by the flame of Tyra, that's when the person becomes a candle, achieving the purpose for which he was created. That is what I try to do, to help every man and woman achieve this purpose for which they were created. An hour later, with the sun about to rise and the meeting drawing to a close, Avner asked, So, has the Rebbe lit my candle? No, answered the Rebbe quietly. I have given you the match. Only you can light your own candle. Beautiful. Not much to add there. Change comes from within. Love this. Now, when you do what I do, you really have to know what's going on in the world. And I spend a lot of time on Twitter, at social media, online, listening to podcasts, reading magazines. And that's why I was really surprised when Valor Lifestyle Magazine reached out to me and I had never heard about them. Valor Lifestyle Magazine, and this is not an ad. If you're one of those people who loves to sit down Friday night and just enjoy a nice, juicy magazine, this is for you. The first ever high-end magazine with content especially geared to the Jewish woman. Yes, there's pictures in it, uh, not on the covers, but inside, and the print is beautiful. The layouts are gorgeous. The photography is stunning. They have great articles about amazing women. I love that they specifically promote women in business. They reached out to me. They asked if I would like to be featured in the magazine. And I was like, what magazine? <laughs> and lo and behold, 24 hours later, I had sent in my story and the photographs that they requested. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. You can check out their back issues at valorlifestyle.co.uk. A beautiful print lifestyle magazine created by Chaya Baumgarten, a personal stylist. She studied in the London College of Style. Honestly, I'm not sure if it's Valor or Valor. It might be Valor, but I thought it was Valor, like Allure. It might be a combination of both. I might not know what I'm talking about, but English people are confusing. <laughs> I'm going to have to send them a voice note to find out. But I think it's Valor. As the producer of the Valor Lifestyle magazine, Chaya aims to combine fashion with lifestyle to create a magazine that is entertaining, relaxing, high-end, modest, and relevant to the Jewish woman. You can follow her message on Instagram at Valor underscore lifestyle. She is ready to help you with anything fashion-related. I was in touch with Zahava. Zahava Mimran was born in the UK. 
Alongside teaching, she also has a passion for reading and writing. She's the editor. She enjoys making small changes to articles to bring out their true beauty. I actually wanted to be an editor before I was going to be a singer. You know, fun fact. Uh, I'm getting inspiration from all the talented writers who are part of this magazine. I read some of the articles. Rivka Krinsky was featured, Hadassah Groskoff. Really, really well done, entertaining and professional. She also loves interviewing others. She interviewed me and getting to know some of the amazing and talented women who live in our community. You can get in touch with her at contact at valorlifestyle.co.uk. Beautiful. You should have much success in your magazine. Speaking of magazines, I love Friday nights because Friday nights we tear open the Ami Living and we tear open the family first and everybody starts arguing who's going to read which magazine first. Honestly, I have been reading them lately just for the ads. I'm looking at an advertisement by hmhanomoda.com. It is a tree on a swing. I kid you not. There is a tree sitting on a swing. I, I, I looked at, It took me a minute to actually figure out what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a skirt on a swing covered by a tree. But the tree takes up the whole top of the be human being wearing the skirt on the swing so it just looks like a tree on a swing designer fashion handpicked for you i don't love this ad but whoever you are hanamoda.com you just got some free press on the weekly squeeze so don't complain another ad that cracked me up i'm just flipping through here is the 30-day anxiety challenge from rifka schoenfeld take the challenge by following the calendar for 30 days for me to keep track of the calendar for 30 days in and of itself would give me enough anxiety that this challenge would, would defeat the purpose. I, I'm not a calendar person. But okay, let's say you are. If you need advice on how to reduce stress and anxiety, let's say you can't get enough of the weekly squeeze and it's stressing you out that you have to wait from Monday to Thursday, you might want to take the challenge. RifkaShonfeld.com, there is a special prize. No cost supplies are limited. I want to know what the special prize is. I want to know what I win if I am not anxious for 30 days. Besides my marriage back. Just kidding. My marriage is never coming back. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay, moving right along. Although, because people tend to be yentas, I'm happily married. It's a joke. Okay, now we can move along. Now, I actually do understand on some level why there are no photographs of women in these magazines. Because good looks sell things. And that's why... Mr. Mendel Felig, very good-looking fellow who I may or may not be first cousins with, is sitting here on a staircase advertising three beautiful homes that you could buy or rent in Miami Beach, and you get this pretty good-looking realtor part of the package. And I just think it's funny that it's being advertised in the women's magazine. Well, I don't think it's funny. I get why it's being advertised in the women's magazine. He has his sunglasses. He's wearing his cool suit. If I'm not mistaken, he's wearing colored socks. Very nice, Mendy. You almost make me want to move back to Florida. Except almost doesn't count. Another cute ad featuring another very cute kid is from, I believe it's Mophie Clothing. I don't know what Mophie stands for, but they have clothing for husky boys. Now, <laughs> imagine if there was an ad for clothing for husky girls. Let me tell you something, folks. I have trauma from my childhood. I can't even tell you the years of therapy that I did not take to help me recover from shopping as a preteen. Now, there was a store in my mother's friend's house, and they had, <laughs> oh my gosh, they had racks of clothing, 
and it went up to size 16. And don't forget, this was before the internet and social media. You went to a store, you didn't order online. And my mother used to take us to her friend's house, and there were, you know, all these dressy balabatisha clothes, and they weren't cheap. I remember even then each outfit being over $100. And they had all these colorful patterns, and they had dresses with cherries and lace collars, and you tucked it in, and it was a blouse. It was nothing like the very chic clothing that our preteens are wearing today, let me tell you. Now, I was not a small child, <laughs> and my mother bought me an outfit that had cherries on it, and I think there was a black and white one with flowers, and it was acceptable. I had big red glasses and frizzy hair, and off to camp I went, off to summer camp I went, and lo and behold, there was another girl in my bunk who had the same outfits as me, because I suppose they were selling the same European brands and little boutique stores all across wherever the front people lived, and she was teeny tiny. So her dress was like a miniature version of my ginormous dress. <laughs> it was like, I remember holding them one up next to another and just thinking, it was like the American girl doll clothes that you get with matching pajamas for the girl and the doll. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little traumatized, but I think it's nice that there are clothing for husky boys because there's nothing wrong with being a husky boy. Even the term husky, like girls are chubby, but boys are husky. You know, it just sounds cooler. But what could you do? It's a man's world, like my bubby always says. Suck it up, buttercup. Well, she doesn't say that. That I added, but yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. That's right. Now, what is this Michigas? Better beds at the bungalow from Piccolino. Now, when I was a kid, we went to the bungalow colony on visiting day to visit my aunt and uncle. And the bungalow colony was disgusting. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It had a, sl a slamming screen door and the paint was peeling and the couch was always wet from kids who came from the pool and were sitting on it in their bathing suits. And there was food everywhere and flies everywhere. And, and the walls were decorated with puzzles, thousand piece puzzles that my aunt used to do throughout the year in the city when she couldn't go outside. But it was fine. That's what the bungalow was all about. It's supposed to be a Fresh dunk in a summer home. <laughs> when did summer homes become so fancy that they have winter heating and summer heating and now piccolino beds? I don't know. I'll tell you, you Americans, you got it good. You, you come to Israel. Do you know what kind of beds my kids, no, well, not my kids, my neighbor's kids are sleeping on? Hard beds like, like they have in jail. And nobody's complaining. We're all happy. If your beds are too comfortable, you're not going to get up to go to school on time, okay? That's just the fact. Or to work on time. So you don't need comfortable beds in the city. Get up early and, and go outside and dive in at night. And then stay up really late eating ice cream. And this ad I've seen everywhere. Tuscanini gelato ice cream. Forget about the fact that nobody needs extra calories. I would just like to point out that we are in a recession. And I have a feeling that this container of ice cream cost more than a dollar. <laughs> so if I were you, I would just stick to those Klein's wannabe Luigi's ice cups, you know, the blue and the red ones that make your tongue red. That, my friends, is the taste of summer. That, sitting on a wet couch, what could be better than that? Another product that I saw in the Jewish magazine is the all new to go 80 ounce UHT milk, always fresh, no fridge necessary before opening. This is the only Chol Yisrael shelf stable milk, which makes me wonder, why isn't all milk shelf-stable? Hmm? I mean, why do we have to throw away any milk that is sour ever? I grew up in Florida. 
the milk was always sour. Always sour. I still, till today, smell the milk, even though they literally milk the cows down the block from here and send it to me still warm. Because you never know. It's, it, it, it's just trauma. Another trauma from my childhood. And I would love to go recover at a, a therapist's office for a few hours a week, but I have kids. And if I leave my kids while I'm in therapy, considering the amount of therapy I actually need, it's going to traumatize my children. So that's why it makes so much more sense if somebody would finally invite me to one of those Women retreats where people go away for a few days. There's a retreat happening. Again, not an ad. Just This is just fascinating to me. The Hudson Valley Resort, July 11th to 13th. There are workshops being given, gourmet meals, beautiful pool, breathtaking scenic campus, night activity. Hello, this is like camp for grownups, a beautiful pool. But, 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 there's no Wi-Fi. It doesn't say anywhere here that there is Wi-Fi. So if you are escaping your house... So you could sit on your phone. <laughs> this is not the retreat for you. Now, if you're a different type of person, there is another option. The Summer Alcoholic Workshops. Oh, I'm sorry. The Summer Alcohol Inc. Workshops. Okay. I, I misread that. Love art, but feel you have no talent. <laughs> well, isn't that a way to pitch people? Do you have no talent? Come to our alcoholic workshop. Then you need to join our Summer Alcohol Inc. Workshop. Six sessions located in Brooklyn, Five Towns of Rockaway, unlock your creativity. Uh, alcohol inks are fast-drying, highly pigmented inks, ideal for creating expressive, flowing art. This is from Feige. I actually really like this idea. So if this sounds like it's something for you, reach out to Feige, F-A-I-G-I-E. Everybody has a different way of spelling Feige. My mother spells it F-A-Y-G-I-E. I know some people spell it F-A-I-G-Y. Well, this is Feige with an I-E, F-A-I-G-I-E at creativityreignited.com. Even the spelling of her name is creative. And the last ad that caught my eye is from elegantdessertsnewyork.com. Uh, Shabbos treats shipped right to your bunk. Let me tell you something, friends. If you are spending what I know it costs to send your kids to sleepaway camp and you feel like you need to send your kid a Shabbos treat in a box, then you've totally missed the point. The whole purpose of sending your kids to camp is so that you don't have to feed them the whole summer. Like, that's literally the only reason I would send my kids to camp. I don't mind when they're sleeping. It's the eating I can't take. So if you're feeling pressured to send your kids extra snacks, I think you need to question your whole life. <laughs> I do. I, I just don't get this business of sending your kids to camp with new luggage, new clothes, and then shipping them boxes of treats all summer. I don't understand. Let your kids fend for themselves. Here in Israel, we take our kids in the back of the car. We don't even put them in the car. We tie them to the top, top of the car. We drive them out into the woods. We drop them off with a pocket knife and some popcorn. And, and, and that's it. That's summer vacation. It's the queen sitting here and I don't stop. Now that your kids are off in camp, it is a great time to just do nothing. And I have some great websites that will help you do just that. JasonPollock.org. <laughs> Just move your mouse and it'll paint a Pollock masterpiece. That's the whole purpose of the website. And there are some websites that just really have no real purpose except to waste your time. Like, did you know there's a website called randomcolor.com? I kid you not. Every time you go to the website, it'll just be another random color. Now, that's not a good time. Also, catbounce.com. And it's exactly what you think it is. A bunch of bouncing cats. That's the website. Like, that's the purpose of it. One of my favorite websites, however, a website that I think is actually worthwhile, is called windowswap.com. And every time you go to the website, you will have the opportunity to stare out of somebody's window <laughs> anywhere in the world. That's it. Like, I, I'm clicking through and I am looking out. It doesn't say where. 
It says, oh, here we go. South Korea. I'm looking out a window in South Korea. Refresh. I am now in Oxshot, England. And somebody just dropped off a package in front of somebody's house. Let's see what else we have here. The Netherlands. I'm looking out a window that has a curtain blowing in the breeze. And that's fun. If you ever wondered what it's like to live in the Netherlands. Milwaukee. Okay, there's nothing happening in Milwaukee. Japan. Cool. I highly recommend this website. Window-swap.com. I should do this. Oh, here's a cat in France. A French cat. I should do this. I should have a camera outside my window and you could just be in my house looking out the window. Here I am in Germany. Cincinnati, Ohio. Also, nothing happening. Merano, Italy. Oh my goodness. I am literally watching a kid dancing in Viken, Norway. A child is standing by the side of the road and he is dancing. Oh my God, I kid you not. And he's barefoot and he's dancing. And where are his parents? And why is he standing next to the road? And I'm so confused, but apparently this is the view from someone's... He's hopping on one foot. <laughs> I cannot handle this. I love the internet. Windowswap.com. If you go right now, well, I don't know how long he'll be outside for it, but this is, this is too much. I wonder if you could do favorites. I'm obsessed. Oh, you could. You could bookmark. Oh, but you have to sign up. Oh, I hate the internet. All right. That's enough of my sis for one day. Thank you so much for listening to the Weekly Squeeze. We love your feedback. Leave a comment if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating and tell your friends that everybody is listening to the Weekly Squeeze. And if they're not listening to the Weekly Squeeze, how are they going to know which window to look out of or what Avram Freed is up to? You're only going to hear it here on The Squeeze. We'll see you on Thursday.